0: everybody welcome back to episode 112 of nothing to say the fans podcast i say welcome back because we took another week off we had a justifiable reason to do that don't need to go into detail on uh on why but it was a it was a personal family thing for me so i just wasn't available uh the previous week but we are back um and just a heads up for those of you who are watching on youtube um I don't think we've done a very good job at marketing that we're also a simulcast. We're on YouTube and we're still on Spotify. We're still on Apple Podcasts. I realized that um, a couple of days ago. And I think that for those of you who are listening, audio, to the audio side, we do have the video side now. I, we need to put that at the beginning of each show. <laughs> so
1: oh, apologize
0: for not doing that previously. I, it came to my attention last week. Um, but for those of you who are watching episode 112, I'm going to be taking a vacation next week. So episode 113 is going to be a little bit of a different episode for us. It's going to be, it'll be a surprise episode for those of you who are, who are watching. And it'll be a very different episode than, than what we've done in the past. So looking forward to that, but that's in the future. We're in the present right now. It's Sam ridiculous weekend in the NFL. Like there's, there's so much to talk about.
1: Yeah. So many good games, so many big time matchups with, teams that we thought were really good going up against teams that we think are really good and then just true to form this year things unexpected wild things happen this year
0: yeah so I heard a stat earlier in the week 26 out of the 32 teams that are in the NFL right now are either in the playoffs or like one game out of a playoff spot I heard that earlier on ESPN this week and that was just that was a ridiculous stat the fact that so many now granted it's probably because I mean they added an extra playoff team so I guess that is to be a little bit expected but to have that many teams still involved I mean I mean I guess in a way I mean it makes people who are betting on the NFL (laughs) probably lose their minds but for Mm. all the fan bases I mean at least you're still interested I mean For me, for the Raiders, as abysmal as the game was against Kansas City, they're technically not out of it, Um, even though in my head I really think they are. But they're (laughs) mathematically not.
1: (laughs) I think – I mean, the Raiders have been out of it and in it so many times this year. I can't even count.
0: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And if I'm – give me one second to look up the current NFL – because I know they shifted – like a lot, especially especially for Indianapolis, they had a lot of good stuff happen this week for them. Uh, ironically, well, they, even though the they got even though they didn't the play, yeah. Um, so I'm looking up the playoff spot right now, but it's not it's not loading. Oh, here we go. Okay, so currently the the current standings in the NFL right now. We'll go to the AFC. The Patriots have the number one spot. Titans are two. The Chiefs are three. The Ravens are four just because they're uh, at the top of their division. The Chargers have the first wild card spot. The Colts are next. And then the Bills, the Bills are all the way down at seven. And then for the NFC, you have the Packers, who are now the number one seed after that Cardinals loss. They have uh, the Buccaneers, well, not they have, but the Buccaneers are at two. The Cardinals are at three. Cowboys are at four. So those are your division winners and your wild cards right now are the Rams, the 49ers, and then Washington. Washington is the other playing, I mean the playoff team, which is so crazy thinking about where they started.
1: Yeah, were not they like 3 and 7 at one point?
0: Yeah, it three was 3 and 6 at one point. Yeah, it was insane. Um and they're, but they're I mean, still below 500 right now. But I mean, here's the thing. So you go all the way down to even out of you go to who's out of the playoffs. You have every team in the NFC minus one. You have the Vikings, um, the Eagles, the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers, Seahawks, Giants, and Bears, who are all still mathematically in the playoffs. And then for the AFC, the Browns, Bengals, Broncos, Steelers, Raiders, Dolphins, they're all still in it. So for fan bases, I mean, it's a nice time in the NFL in the sense that you're still, all these teams are still playing meaningful games in time. December, which is huge. So whether or not that's a good thing for the NFL or not, um, I don't know. I would lean towards the side of this is a good thing, Um, not having a clear-cut favorite and having all these teams still congested. I personally like it. Um, It still has the feeling that, like, every single game matters each week. Mm -hmm. So I like that as, as a fan. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, there's no there's no weeks off. I don't even think um, the teams at the top can take a week off. Like, there's not going to be those rest weeks with how tight and how important home field advantage is throughout the playoffs for each of the NFC and AFC. I think these teams are going to have to slug it out all the way to the end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, because of how we film our show, we film on Tuesday and we release on. Thursday. So a lot of the games we've, we've said this before, but I'll reiterate it just in case we haven't uh, in the past. I mean, recently because all the games happened for us just two days ago. It's, I mean, right now they still feel like they're in the moment, but we know that, you know, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be old news and we're going to be looking forward to week 15. However, there is one thing I would like to say about week 14. and It is about my Raiders because that so i i have to find the text i'll find the text that my father sent me after this game the raiders by the way lost no actually they didn't even lose they got pummeled i don't know. i don't even know what the right adjective is
1: did they even but show up for that game it must have gotten off the bus that must have been a forfeit
0: yeah it was, it was okay so i have the text from my dad right here it says i'm sorry dude we raised you to be a sports fan and then we made you root for the raiders and the Kings." are bad. Look, if you're the Raiders, if you're the Raiders, I, I I, even understand the idea of going out there and trying to motivate your team in that way, especially against the Chiefs. And not only that, especially since you beat them last year in Kansas City. So I guess I understand the thought process.
1: You gotta, you gotta However, give some context.
0: Yeah, so However, however, when you're going up against that team, if you are going to do that, the one thing you cannot do is fumble for a touchdown on the first play. After that play was over, I texted my parents and asked them that they were live on the game because I know they record the game. And I said, well, this is just the day it's going to be. That was the first game in, I think, years that I deliberately went out of my way to not watch. As soon as they fumbled, I knew the game was over. There was no chance they were coming back. And you know what? I actually think that they were so confident that they were going to win that they just decided to spot the Chiefs seven points. I think that was the thought process. It just didn't end up working out. But I mean, I mean, clearly, that's the only explanation, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, can you talk about the the incident a little bit prior to the
0: game? Oh my God. So the Raiders, the Raiders at the very beginning of the game. For those of you that missed it, if you're watching the show, I'm assuming that you've heard. But if you didn't, the Raiders huddled on midfield on the Kansas City Chiefs logo, which in sports is like a, a huge sign of disrespect. So petty. <laughs> this is after last year when they won at Kansas City. They did a victory lap around the stadium. So they walked into Kansas City acting like they own the Chiefs, mm-hmm. which is not even, which couldn't be farther from the truth. But they walked in like a team expecting to obliterate the Chiefs. And had they had gone out and lost on like a field goal, like a game-winning field goal, it doesn't look so bad. But to do that, and then to go down 35 to zero, oh, the optics of the situation look so bad, and they just look so dumb. They look so dumb. And here's the thing, and I had been talking, I hadn't really mentioned this on the show. I, I had been thinking about it a little bit, and I had heard whispers of this, but People are legitimately – so I don't think the Raiders' interim head coach is coming back next year. I don't think Rich Bisaccio is going to be the head coach of the Raiders next year. And the other thing, too, what that's going to mean is that whoever the new head coach that comes in is going to have to decide whether or not he wants Derek to be their quarterback. While I don't think Derek has the problem, and if you watch that game, he didn't have a great game, but that interception wasn't his fault. Wide receiver caught it, took two steps, he got punched out. And then it landed, um, I think it was in Tyron Matthews' hands. Not his fault. Another fumble and another fumble. He didn't have a great game, but it's not like he was throwing the ball to the Chiefs all day long. But I think there is serious concern that Derek might not be back next year, or there's a serious possibility that he may not be uh, back next year. And for those of us who like Derek Carr, I think we seriously need to start considering the fact that we might have a different quarterback next year, and it may not be Derek's fault, but that might be the reality of the situation for the Raiders. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, it might be best for both parties, too, because Derek can definitely um, use a new surrounding new atmosphere. He loves that fan base. He's given everything to that fan base and everything to that organization. There's, there's nothing he owes to the Raiders organization um, and he honestly deserves – it would it'd be nice to see him somewhere, maybe like a Pittsburgh after Pig Ben moves on. Or, I mean, Carolina is going to be looking for a quarterback. Um, uh, who knows what Jackson – I mean, Jacksonville's not going to move on. But, like, there's going to be – Detroit is going to be looking for a quarterback. Like there's going to be plenty of teams out there. Denver, I mean, he could yep. just go across, across the way into a, a division rival and stay within the division. There's going to be plenty of – there's going to be a plenty of a market for – a quarterback like Derek Carr.
0: So I'm glad that um, you'd mentioned all the different destinations that Derek could go because this sets me up perfectly for the game that I wanted to play.
1: And we didn't you. even plan this.
0: Well, maybe I did.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you could just so read it. You could just play me that you, whoa, you are my puppet, son. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so This sets me up for the game that I wanted to play with you. And I made Sam uh, really blind on what we were going to do for this show because I wanted his genuine reaction for all of this stuff. So he's seeing and hearing all of this for the first time as well. So I have written down all of the teams that legitimately have quarterback questions or who will have quarterback questions going into next season. A team like, for example, a team like Detroit, they probably don't have a quarterback question. They have Jared Goff. I could see them maybe talking about it, but I wrote down the teams that legitimately will have questions going into the offseason, not the if, not the maybes, but the yes, they will. So we're going to go through, and when I name a team for you, just tell me yes or no on whether or not you think that team is going to have a different starting quarterback for them next season, all right? Okay. So the teams I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen teams. I have half oh, the league. Yeah. Okay. And the only team that I might scratch off of that is Cleveland, because I don't think that Cleveland is gonna move on from Baker because I think it'd be a little unf I I hope that they see it's a little unfair for him because he's been so, so banged up this year. So mm-hmm. I'll be—I'll probably cross Cleveland off of this list just for that reason because they're sort of in that baby bubble. But if you're going off
1: of recent news, with it sounds like they're not on the same page right now. Um, no, it no. might—it it might be pretty likely though.
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, but I want to try to stick to more—more more like mm-hmm. certainties. Like we know that there's going to be a question. So right. first team, I'll start with Atlanta with Matty Ice. Do you think Atlanta is going to have a different quarterback next year? They didn't decide to take a quarterback in the draft this year.
1: So Matt Ryan still has time left on his deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not going to be picking that high in the draft. And this is, honestly, this upcoming draft is kind of a weak quarterback draft. It is. Um I think Matt Ryan stays.
0: All right, so Matt Ryan is staying. I'll put a check mark. Carolina.
1: That's a big yes. I mean, they're moving off of Cam in the middle of the game for uh, who is it? PJ Walker. Yeah, they. Yeah, we'll get we'll get
0: to them later. um, I have stuff on them as well.
1: Well, do you count Sam Darnold as an incumbent? No. What
0: I'm what I'm saying is that whoever their starting quarterback is right now will not be starting for them next year. So I will count Sam Darnold in that because he was, he was there.
1: I think Sam Darnold probably starts for them next year, at least okay, so the first do. couple of weeks.
0: Okay. So then they do not have a new starting quarterback. Cause they, he technically I was counting. Yeah. Him
1: yeah. yeah. He'd they, be returning
0: quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Big one. Green Bay. You think Rogers is coming back? Yes or no?
1: Oh my gosh! I really wish I haven't been able to listen to the Aaron Rodgers Tuesday yet because um, they they asked him about it. Um, if he was, I think he's having a. Oh, dude, that is so tough. I think they, I think they make it work because they're having such yeah. a good year. I think they continue. I think they at least make the NFC Championship game this year, and right. are primed to make the Super Bowl. I don't think he leaves at that point.
0: Minnesota, his cousins coming back.
1: Again, this is so much like Maddie Maddie Ice in Atlanta. I just don't think there's a clear person that can give them an upgrade right now and they're not in I a actually, position like they're not one piece away from I
0: actually think that they are in a similar situation with Vegas in the sense that Rich Pesache and Mike Zimmer are not most likely not going to be returning. Uh, for, with their teams next year which means whoever comes in is going to have to decide whether or not Kirk and Derek are going to be their coaches I mean are going to be their yeah. quarterback next year I could see a realistic possibility where both of those guys leave which we'll get to later I have a caveat to but this I game. wish
1: okay so this is going to take me a little bit on tangent but I wish teams would take a more patient approach like instead of getting a new quarterback getting a new GM and getting a new head coach all at the same time why don't you keep the guy that's already on contract as a Quarterback for you, put in the new head coach so where they can build around the quarterback position. And then once that quarterback's money is off the books, then you get a young guy and you build a dynasty potentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there is like an you argument see, to be patient.
1: You didn't see New England totally scramble to get a new quarterback. They built a complete roster around it. And now Mac Jones can be himself and not really put a lot of pressure on his own game. And they're having success immediately.
0: Right. Um, so, yes or no for Kirk Cousins? He gonna be there? Oh, I think he's there. His money's yeah, so too hard to move too. So he is staying there. Um, New Orleans. Who's who's their quarterback? So we'll right say Jameis. We'll say Jameis. Uh so Jameis has a two-year deal, right?
1: So I think he's he'll be on contract. Um. I think they try to move off. I think they they might go for Russell Wilson. They try mm-hmm. to fi- they might try to finally make that happen. But I think okay, yes no. this year, yeah, I think they'll they'll try to find something else.
0: Okay, so I'm going to put an X next to their name. I, mean, I so think Orleans is the first Derek team Kerr, they use Derek Carr would be perfect for them, uh, potentially. Potentially. Um, let's move through these a, a little bit quicker. We'll go to the Giants. Is Daniel Jones coming back next year?
1: Yeah, I think you give him like a – I think okay. it's his last chance next right. year.
0: What about Philly? Jalen Hurts, he's staying.
1: Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts stays. I agree, Again, I agree with
0: that one. It's like a – oh,
1: man. That's tough because there's some games he looks awful and then there's – stretches of the year that he's like putting up um, historic numbers yeah
0: he's like the best quarterback in the league it's ridiculous so new orleans is the only one so far that you think is going to have a new person you were a little hesitant on carolina what about san francisco Is jimmy g coming back
1: that's tough that's that's really tough because i it all depends on how well trey lance has been able to i think i think san francisco shown that they're aggressive i think they'll switch out jimmy g for trey lance
0: okay so Jimmy G will not be back. Is Russell Wilson going to be back?
1: I, I think he's back. If I'm a Seahawks fan, I want Russell Wilson back and Pete Carroll because it's going to be between them mm-hmm. after this season. I think he's back. They can't. They can't move him, um, or else that fan base would hate them. And I don't think he wants to leave.
0: Okay. What about Washington? Is we'll say. Taylor Heineke, has mm-hmm. he earned that spot for at least next year?
1: No, I don't think he's solidified. He's played well um, in his role that he's been given, but I think they have a clear need to upgrade a quarterback. They've had it for a, a couple of years now. So,
0: All right. So Washington will not be returning. Denver, will Teddy Bridgewater be back?
1: No, I could see him moving, up, moving again as well because they haven't done anything that's super crazy, and it seems like they're trying, they're primed to rebuild.
0: Hmm. Um, all right, so he will not be back. Houston, Davis Mills.
1: <laughs> that's an easy one. Uh, I mean, either I think, he, I Deshaun, think he's going to be there. Yeah. Either either Deshaun Watson picks up, or they, or I mean, they could still go with Tyrod Taylor, they'd be crazy to do that. I think they have to make a move.
0: Okay, so he will be gone. Las Vegas. Is Derek going to be back next season? I
1: could see him back.
0: I I, I think he's going to be back.
1: He's an above average quarterback, which is something that you can't really just find off the street. So I think at the very least this new regime, this new coaching staff will give him I don't know, at least half a season before they make at least a training camp before they make a decision.
0: I agree. I, I don't think that there's any chance that he's gone next year. He still has one more year on his contract. um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think he's going to be gone next year. Um, But again, like I said earlier, I, I could see it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think the possibility is not there. Uh, Miami. What about Tua? I think he's,
1: he's gone. For all, it's, gone. It's, I mean, they're they're trading him for for Deshaun Watson at this point. That's a done sick.
0: deal. And then last one, Pittsburgh. I think that one's pretty. Yeah, tough that's find, that's that? pretty easy. I
1: think Ben's done.
0: All right. So the teams that you have having new quarterbacks next year would be Pittsburgh, New Orleans, San Francisco, Washington, Denver, Houston, and Miami. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot of places that could have new faces at quarterback.
1: Yeah, and there's still some of those teams that are like one or two games away next season for pulling the trigger. I mean, the Giants, Philly, Carolina, those are all teams that are like on the precipice of making huge quarterback changes.
0: So with the huge quarterback changes in mind, I have three, three scenarios. And I want you to tell me whether or not you like these fits for these three quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. These are, these are the three moves that for me I would love to see. I don't know what the contractual situation is for all these guys, but I'm saying if these guys move Mm -hmm. next season, then this is where I would like to see them land. So the first one that I would say is if Russell Wilson does leave, then I would like to see him go to new Orleans with, Sean Payton and being an offensive-minded system. What do you think?
1: And in a dome, I mean, we're talking about pretty much like his his comp out of college was Drew Brees, an undersized QB with really like big-time accuracy. But he's got a bigger arm than Drew Brees had. I mean, they got to find a way to get more weapons out there for him. But that would be he's going from a place that had one of the worst defenses in the league in Seattle to. Still, one of the best defenses in the league in New Orleans. I think that would be an awesome fit for both mm-hmm. those, both those like parties. Pretty much,
0: yeah. So the Saints were also in. If you guys remember, there was that four team list that his agent leaked <laughs> Dallas, uh, earlier in the season: New Orleans, uh, the Raiders, and then there was one more. Yeah, I can't remember who that fourth team was. Again, I don't think Derek's going to be gone next season. If Derek leaves. Then who knows? I mean, maybe the Raiders try to go for. I guess Derek couldn't leave. If Derek gets traded, then I guess maybe he Russ might look to Vegas. But I, I think this, I agree. I think the Saints have a lot going for them. And to put Russell Wilson with Sean Payton, I think that would be a match made to heaven. And I think they would be a legitimate, immediate Super Bowl contending team because they have a good defense and they have serviceable team. offense.
1: They got to retool some of those pieces. I mean, they have some aging pieces from the last the last dynasty that they have pretty much had with Drew Brees. And like, they got to definitely get some of those guys out and recycle some of them to get some new talent in. But yeah. They, which,
0: which they could do.
1: Which the uh, scheme is there. I mean, the culture's there. It's not something that Russell has to really worry about fitting in. You know, right. it's just... Goes in and pretty much be's a cog.
0: Well, I mean, it's not like it's not like Russell Wilson is super old in terms of quarterback age. Now, okay. I mean, we we sort of look at how these quarterbacks are playing way late into their career. I mean, Russell's thirty three; he could legitimately still have seven good years left in front of him. I mean, we look at the way that Rodgers is playing, and Brady is Brady might be an outlier, but still, you know what I mean? These yeah. um, quarterbacks are playing really far into their. Uh, into their thirties and even early forties. So he could still have a lot left in the tank. Um, okay. So we're a good for Russell Wilson to the saints. Next one. So I had mentioned Kirk cousins. If Kirk cousins is out of Minnesota, then I think, I think, and there are a couple teams that I, that I really think he probably could work well. Cause I, I think Kirk, Kirk cousins gets way too much slack. <laughs> um, but I think if big Ben is going to leave, then Kirk cousins to Pittsburgh, might be a good fed. And the reason why is because if Kirk Cousins isn't your quote unquote, he may not be your future for the next seven years, but at least what he yeah. could be is a good guy to have while you're figuring stuff out. Um, maybe waiting for another big quarterback down the line, waiting He's for a, a rookie a little bit. Um, He's not just a seat loader.
1: He's commanding a big, nice, big chair. But they've
0: got, they've got a really good defense, a lot of weapons out there and i think Kirk Cousins could actually help pittsburgh still stay relevant in the afc.
1: i don't i don't agree with i don't um i mean i don't think that's a good fit. um okay. the reason that is he's just too up and down for i mean big ben has been such even if his play has deteriorated, he's been such like a stable figure with that leadership. we haven't really seen kirk cousins as this dominant leader presented as this big time leader for an organization in the last two organizations he's been at um and i feel like pittsburgh right now with all the hoopla that has been going on with chase claypool and all like
0: oh, God. The, the,
1: i mean they have just had like it's awesome that they've had big time personalities be themselves but then it's we've also seen a couple times now with Juju, Chase Claypool, um, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, all these guys like are overtaking and becoming big time distractions and divas in that locker room. They need a guy to write that ship and keep everyone accountable. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the guy to do it.
0: Well, I think he's got the skill set. I mean, let's. I mean, just looking at this year, he's at a sixty six point nine completion percentage, three thousand five hundred and sixty nine yards. He has twenty seven touchdowns to five interceptions, and his mm-hmm. rating is one oh three point five He's been having a great season a great season The vikings have been i don't even know what they've they've been so up and down and they are the best worst team i've ever seen um but He's certainly got the skill. So I'm thinking, so the way that I was thinking was yes, with all the personalities there and I understand that they might need a strong leader, but they have a strong leader. His name is Mike Tomlin. And he's not
1: going But They anywhere. need more, man. They need one maybe, of the players.
0: Maybe. Um, but who's to say that Kirk couldn't do that? Maybe, maybe he hasn't been in a situation where he's needed to really be that guy. And it, right at now. least in turn, well, I mean, in terms of being that, that leader to correct not correct but to keep players in check in that sense um because there's a difference between being you know the quarterback quote-unquote leader because i mean being the leader because you're the quarterback versus having players who you actually need to get in front of and talk to like maybe somebody um like chase claypool yeah this,
1: this is the thing um that I think is just so important for Pittsburgh and what they're about to do and move on. The reason that this team struggled almost with like a cultural identity problem was Mike Tomlin is probably the best leader in football, but he's not in that player locker room every single time. And players necessarily don't have to, aren't like held accountable by him like they would with a prime big Ben, like big Ben's lack of production and deterioration of skill has allowed others to sort of run rampant because there's maybe that little bit of lack of respect in, yeah, but I mean, that is big Ben, but like on the field, it doesn't really look like it, right. They need someone that is a boat, like an Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers stepped into Pittsburgh, nobody is acting out and you especially don't hear about it, right. Cause no one would cross Aaron Rodgers. I think a better example that would be
0: Brady than Rodgers.
1: I think what what Aaron Rodgers has done with this Green Bay organization at least the last couple years with how splintered they have been between the players, coaches, and the front office and how well they are playing right now is – I think it's such a huge feat as a leader. He's definitely demonstrated his ability to lead a locker room. And I think he'd be perfect for Pittsburgh – Kirk Cousins doesn't really give you that because he's got so he's so fluctuating in his ability. Yeah, he could be great one weekend. He can give you 400 yards, five touchdowns potentially, no picks, To give you the game-winning drive. But then there's other big-time games where he just comes up so small. And I think guys can really walk all over that. I mean, you have you talked about great talent on the outside: Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay. Johnson, Pat
0: Frost with his, he's coming out as uh, going to be a great tight end in the league.
1: Yeah, Najee Harris as well. I mean, that, the skill positions is loaded for Pittsburgh, and they're with them too. With that great talent comes a lot of ego, and you got to keep those guys in check. Tama might not be enough to do that. You need a guy as a player to command that respect with his play, along with his leadership skills. I just don't
0: think Kirk Cousins is that guy. I don't know. Um, the Next guy on the list who – now, I honestly think this guy could – he's going to be a free agent next season, so he might be on the move. Um He's actually not a starting quarterback right now, but he should be, I think. I think Marcus Mariota could fit in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really do think that he's got the skill set to be a really good – he didn't get – I think he, he he deserves better than what he got. He's only 28 years old, by the way, just letting mm-hmm. you guys know. So with Mariota in mind, Pittsburgh might actually be a good place for him. You got a bunch of young skill position players, bring in a young quarterback, maybe push forward uh, with that group. However, I didn't put him on Pittsburgh because I wrote Kirk to Pittsburgh but another team that's got a lot of young skill positions who is, has pretty much everything. I know their defense is not what it was last season, but it's got a good offense and a pretty serviceable defense. I think if Marcus Mariota went to Washington, we were, we had mentioned this a few, we had mentioned this like a year ago. Um, And we were, we were on the Marcus Mariota, um, to Washington thing a little while ago, just like we were with the Carson Wentz to Indy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We called that way earlier. I think Marcus Mariota could make a home in Washington with, with all the young skill players out there, good defense, Ron Rivera, who's already worked with a quarterback who was dual threat in Cam Newton. I really think that Marcus Mariota could play well in Washington.
1: I mean, I like, I like that definitely. I, we've, we've spoken about it a lot. I think I like that pick even more now that we've seen that Taylor Heineke can be, can be so serviceable because Mario is going to get injured. He's not going to give you 17 starts a year. It's just the reality of the situation. Like, he is going to pick up some nagging injury. And Taylor Heineke is a big – like, that's a high-quality backup quarterback. We've seen him win six games this year. Well, he owns Tom Brady. he's played He played well in big games I mean he's I think he is that's right where he is a high end backup quarterback I think Mariota is a low end to well I think he's an average to maybe above average starting quarterback in this league and I think that's just more so less about his talent because He's a Heisman Trophy winner taking a team to a national championship. Yeah, it's like, not a talent. second overall yeah. pick. It's not a talent. Like, it's just there's uber talent in the NFL at the quarterback position. It's not his fault. The fact that he hasn't gotten a deal, I'd love to know why. Maybe it's just because he My, likes his situation in, in Las Vegas. I or, know the
0: Raiders like him um, Maybe lot, they're
1: so. holding on to him to take over for Derek Carr. Who knows? But – I would love to know his market. Um, I mean, if guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting deals and Cam Newton's getting picked up by multiple teams, why can't Marcus Mariota get a job?
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. And then the last bonus one that I had for you, I'm not convinced yet that, that Rodgers is leaving. I do think they, they're going to – if you were asking me right now, I think I'd lean towards him staying – in Green Bay, I think they'll find a way to figure it out. If they don't, send him to San Francisco. <laughs> and if Jimmy G's gonna leave, then have Rogers to San Francisco and have them walk off with the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> Dude, he wouldn't do it. He's I think he's so he's probably he's still not over the fact that the Niners didn't pick him. He,
0: he very well might not be, but what but I mean, can you imagine how perfect that fit would be?
1: It wouldn't be fair.
0: That offense would be stupidly good. Their defense is already really good. They, I don't. They would be unquestionably the Super Bowl favorite. I, I, don't, I don't
1: think. I, I don't think they have the money to make this happen. But Devonte is also going to be a free agent, and you got to think he probably wants to stay with Aaron Rodgers because that kind of raises his Hall of Fame probability a little bit. If they're a package deal, that might be. Nuts for a team. And if it's the Niners, then if you got Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel's, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle getting thrown the ball by you, Aaron Rodgers, I gotta think that if, if, they,
0: if they're gonna be a package deal, then you're gonna lose either Kittle or Samuel. I don't think there'd be a win I think win. you
1: lose. They probably lose Debo.
0: I can, I don't know how how long and you they might have. lose somebody on the. You might lose a few people on the defense too.
1: They have to sign. They have to sign Bosa. To a new deal, and he's going to get paid with how well he's playing. Um,
0: but even if you had, even if you had Rogers, Kittle, and Devontae, just
1: those and Brandon Ayuk,
0: yeah. Just those, and you yeah. have
1: pretty much Rogers would be running the exact same offense. Lafleur exactly. runs the exact same offense, but Shanahan's. I mean, it's kind of a, it's better with what he's able to do with Elijah Mitchell now coming out of nowhere. Like this is an Aaron Jones who's an all-pro running back. These are the B- Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell, and they're almost more productive than what you get from Aaron Jones and the Packers rushing attack. Aaron Rodgers with that play action now, that would just be, that
0: would be fair. I'm telling you, they would be the unquestionable Super Bowl favorites going that'd just into... Be, that'd
1: just be Madden Ultimate Team at that point.
0: Yeah, it, it, would, be, it would be absurd. absurd. Um, Well, that was fun. So, I mean, I'm talking about where every all the quarterbacks are going to end up, and there could be. I mean, like we mentioned, there are a lot of teams that legitimately have quarterback questions, and we all know that the likelihood of all of those happening are very slim. I mean, NFL off seasons are. I mean, can be fun, but normally it's not like the NBA where you have like every single player leaving town. Um, But there's a potential. I mean, there's a lot of teams that really have quarterback questions next year. And I mean, I when I'm you
1: said when answers. you said you had uh, 15 teams on your list, I was a little surprised. But when we went through them all, they, they were all legit. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see at least 10. I think 10 is the safe number for how many have new quarterbacks next year.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I left off the Browns,
1: um, which is I think valid. Baker Mayfield hasn't lived up to be number one overall pick.
0: Yeah, so I didn't even I didn't even put the Browns in there, and I'm just looking at the teams. I mean, there are teams who stink like Jacksonville, but they don't have a quarterback question. The Jets don't have a quarterback question.
1: Jets might um, quarterback question. Um, Mike, so White,
0: I'm Mike White, baby. Mike White, the <laughs> savior of New York. <laughs> All right. So normally we do picks, but we're going to do something a little bit different this time. So we're going to do picks, but we're also going to combine it with a move to chain style segment. So I have a statement either about a team in the game or the game itself. And I want you to tell me whether or not you agree or disagree. We won't make each game too long because there's a lot of games, but just a quick reaction to what I'm saying. So here we go. Mm -hmm. We have the Chiefs-Chargers game, probably one of the best Thursday night games we've had in a while. Mm -hmm. So my statement for this is the Chiefs are the favorites in the AFC right now, and they will prove it further on Thursday. Do you agree or disagree?
1: No, I I disagree. I think the Patriots right now are definitely the favorites with how well they've been playing and how well their defense is playing, how well coached they are. I think they're definitely the favorites. There's still question marks with the Chiefs.
0: Okay. So you'd be punting on that one. All right. So I have the Chiefs over the Chargers in this game.
1: Is it in Arrowhead?
0: It is in L.A. Uh
1: I think the Chiefs find a way to win it. If we need a switch, right. this would be a good game to switch.
0: It would be. All right, so move to the Raiders and the Browns. My statement for this game is, if the Raiders can't find a way to win this game, Derek Carr might be in serious trouble heading into next season.
1: Um, Yeah, I'd, I'd move the chains on that. I think this is definitely a game that he has the capability of making, willing them to win. Is Darren Waller still out?
0: As of right now, I believe so. Um, The Browns just put like a bunch of players on a COVID reserve list. They placed eight players on a COVID reserve list. Uh Um, So they're going to already be heading it. So that includes six players from their active roster. That includes Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, offensive tackle, Jedrick Willis, guard, Wyatt Teller another guard, a defensive tackle, a wide out, and another tight end.
1: Dang. Dang. Okay, that's a lot of pieces and Baker still banged up. Yeah. Um, it kind of gives me pause because Cleveland looked so much better than the Raiders did. Uh, I think I'll take Cleveland.
0: I'll take the Raiders over Cleveland. All right, so Patriots-Colts. So my statement for this game is undisputed best game of the weekend – but the Patriots will win by a touchdown.
1: Oh, you think they they cover?
0: Um... The reason why I say that is I'm thinking that there is a possibility that Bill Belichick could exploit some Carson Wentz turnovers. However, I don't. I have I have some stuff on the Colts later uh, when we get mm-hmm. to the Titans game. But...
1: I wish I wish off the top of my head I could. See how um, how the Patriots have done against the run um, off the. I, th- I don't think off the bye really gives Indianapolis a big advantage. I think New England or New, Orleans, New England still takes care of Indianapolis. What was the wait? What was the move? The chance question. This is the undisputed best game.
0: Ah, uh, yes, and what? they win by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I think move, it, move the with the
0: chains. All right. All right, so I have the Patriots over the Colts in this game. It is in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. All right, so we got the Titans and the Steelers for this one. So I have on this one a statement for the Titans. The Titans are not the best team in their own division, despite being in the league. I think the Colts are better than them. Without Derrick Henry, the Colts are better than the Titans.
1: I think you I think you still got a punt because Indy has looked better as of late and Tennessee has looked worse but Tennessee has been able to still get some big wins without Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry's coming back too maybe maybe he is what, what do you mean maybe
0: I don't think that was a confirmed report
1: <laughs> I think he's definitely coming back let's see you you talk so who,
0: who do you maybe. have in this game so I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh I'm looking at this game. It is in Pittsburgh. I think I'm still going to take Tennessee because Pittsburgh still has so many. They're just so up and down with who they are. Um, So I'll take Tennessee over Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, I'll take Tennessee.
0: All right, so the next one we have is the Panthers and the Bills. Statement for this game is, if the Bills can't run the football, then they will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Interesting stat that I heard this week coming from the Bills. Um. Well, coming from ESPN about the Bills. So in the Buccaneers game, do you know when? Do you know at what point in the game they decided to actually hand the ball off to a running back?
1: Uh, The third quarter.
0: Third quarter at the 11 minute mark is the first time that they handed the ball off to a running back. Every other run play was from Josh Allen. So if the Bills cannot find a way to run the ball. They're going to get bounced in the first round.
1: I mean, that's a tough matchup because that's easily the worst rushing attack versus the best rush defense. So maybe they just said, screw it. We're not even going to waste it down. <laughs> we already know what's going to happen here. That is just bizarre because some teams just do it first just to team keep teams team 40 honest.
0: years to do that, by the way.
1: That is nuts. Buffalo is strange.
0: They are. I, either way, as strange as they are, I'll take the Bills over the Panthers. Yeah.
1: Definitely. The All Panthers right. are in a... They're going through some stuff right now.
0: So Washington and the Eagles. So here's my move-to-change statement on this one. Hertz has played his way into being the starting quarterback, at least for next season.
1: Hurts, you said? Yes. Yeah, I think move the change on that one. Right. I think I think he's definitely proven with how depleted that roster is
0: around him. I think he's definitely done enough to I start agree. next year. And then I will take the Eagles at home against Washington.
1: Ooh,
0: who won? That's the a tough matchup? game.
1: Who won the first matchup?
0: Uh, me, they haven't played yet. This is the first time they have played. They've, wow, that's late in the year. Um, give me, give me Washington.
1: I think their defense is starting to that, play a little better.
0: I think they split this series, but I'll take the Eagles at home. Um, all right. So move the chain statement for the Texans and the Jaguars. Nobody cares about this game. <laughs> uh, no, but here's here's my statement for this. And the reason why I did this was because I don't know if you've been paying attention to the reports coming out of Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. Um But my statement, my move-to-change statement for this is Urban Meyer will be a one-and-done coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, um, I have some stuff about Jacksonville, so let me just read this to you. Urban Meyer reportedly delivered a harsh message to staff saying that he's a winner and that his assistant coaches are losers, forcing them to defend their resumes. Next one. Marvin Jones reportedly became so angry with Myers' criticism of wide receivers that he left the facility until staff members convinced him to return. Mm-hmm. Next one, Myers reportedly upset players, including Trevor Lawrence, by benching James Robinson for Carlos Hyde, who played for him, by the way, versus the Rams following Robinson's fumble. Next one, players were reportedly shocked when Meyer indicated that running backs coach Bernie. I don't know how to say his last name, <laughs> was in charge of the rotation and not himself in post game comments. Oh, just, and then nice deflect. Yep. And then the other one Charlie Strong reportedly seen as an in house candidate should ownership end up parting ways with Meyer after just one season. I think he's gone next season.
1: This is like a how to of not to coach an NFL team. <laughs> like if you were to. Forget the John Gruden situation and that whole debacle. If you're just like no scandals, just
0: how can you do the well, worst job you possibly on. can?
1: This that's is not urban. even
0: true. Remember the remember when he got found in a bar and he had that girl dancing on his lap? I mean, that's not really a, is that that's a not really scandal? a scandal, but it's something outside of football.
1: I mean, he's a he's an awful husband. We could say that it didn't say anything about a football coach. <laughs> He's just a, he's just a bad guy <laughs> <was>
0: bad choice. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I think this is, right. if you're getting hired next year, your organization should play like a compilation of all the things that have happened in urban Meyer's tenured. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. I'll, I'll move the chance for that. I don't think he will cause they have to eat a lot of money for that to happen, but, and he's kind of, I don't Yeah. It'd be, right, so it'd be the, probably the smartest move Jacksonville's done in a while.
0: I agree. I'll take Davis Mills and the Texans over the Jaguars.
1: I'll take the Jaguars. All
0: right. I think I this is that. one
1: of those like Raiders weeks where the players just come together in spite of the coach.
0: This is going to be such a weird game. Um, all right. So, Cowboys and Giants. Micah Parsons is the defensive player of the year.
1: And hey, if it's not him, it's his teammate. Um, was it Trayvon Diggs? Diggs? Yeah. I mean, Micah Part.
0: Ooh-wee. Dude is, I'm trying to find the the stats that I have that the I way have. He's
1: come him. on late, he's forcing fumbles, sacks, tackles. I mean, the dude is doing everything. I I oh, defensive player of the year is I think a bit of a stretch for a rookie, though.
0: The last person to do it, I think, was Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> So, um, since by the way, since week nine, he's had he has nine and a half sacks, which is most in the NFL. He has the most quarterback hits at sixteen. Jeez. He has the most tackles for loss at ten, and he has the most forced fumbles, which is tied for most in the NFL at three. Since week nine, so he has
1: nine and a half sacks in five weeks, in six weeks.
0: The, yeah.
1: Six weeks. Yep. That is unreal. Yeah, man. I mean, I
0: can't think of anyone off the top of my head that – I know T.J. Watt is having a good season, but Micah – he's for sure the undisputed defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, give me the Cowboys over the Giants.
1: Yeah, definitely give me the Cowboys. All
0: right, Cardinals and Lions. So, I'll say this. The Cardinals yeah. – are no longer gonna be looked at as the best team in the NFC. The Packers are now the best team in the NFC after that game.
1: I think that's such a We've we've had the Packers as the number one team in the NFL for like the past three
0: power rounds. I know, but there have been there's been a lot of people who have been talking about who have had the Cardinals above them. I mean, they've had the better record pretty much the entire season.
1: So, like, no questions. Yeah. Like I think no question. Like, there's change. no debate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, Give me the Cardinals. I agree with that as well. So next one would be the Jets and the Dolphins. And, granted, some of these I don't actually believe, but these are statements that I'm trying to get your reaction. Oh, to.
1: you're really just going to sell yourself out like that.
0: So, but I couldn't think of anything better, and I think this is a really interesting storyline that might happen for the Dolphins. So that's why I wrote it. Is the Dolphins? They're playing the Jets. So I think it's safe to say that they're probably going to win this game. But the Dolphins will win um, enough games to make it into the playoffs this year as a wild card.
1: Are they right now?
0: So let me pull up the. Um, let me pull up the standings. Real quick, so the playoff picture. Sorry, it's got to load. All right, so right now, <laughs> right now, they are six and seven. Right,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: the teams that they have in front of them, they have, pretty much every AFC team that is in contention is in front of them. However, <laughs> however, um, the eighth seed. Right now is Cleveland, and they're seven and six, and the Dolphins are six and seven. So even though they have a lot of teams in front of them, yeah. it's not like it's a huge gap.
1: And they've definitely played well as of late.
0: Um... Their next couple games, they have the Jets, they have the Saints, but then they end with the Titans and the Patriots.
1: Tough. I don't – I punt on that one. I don't think they have enough. It's too tight. All see. right.
0: I think I agree with you on that one. I will take the Dolphins at home against the Jets. Yeah, I'll take the All Dolphins. Right. Bengals and Broncos. So even though it seems like no, none of these teams want to win their division, <laughs> the Bengals um, are the best team in their division, and they should – win and represent that division in the playoffs.
1: I think they're definitely playing the best right now. I don't think they're the best, period. I think a healthy Baltimore is the best.
0: Right. Um, a healthy Baltimore, I agree with you, is better than that, but they're not healthy right now.
1: Yeah, they can't find a way to keep
0: Anybody eleven guys on the
1: field, on the field for yeah. any, any side. I mean, uh, so I think right now, by default, Cincinnati is the best. Um, I still I don't know about Lamar's health. It's tough because on Tuesday, we don't really get the full scope of, like, Yeah, we don't have any, injuries like big reports be... and stuff like that. Yeah. Either way, they're
0: playing Denver in Denver, which is not going to be an easy game. But, again, I feel like it's uh, – it, this is, this is a game that if Cincinnati wants to get into the playoffs, they need to win this type of game.
1: Oh, big time. I mean, it takes if they lose, then Denver is what above them. So they just need to win to keep another team out of contention from what they're hoping to get into. I mean, yeah, I think they, they, this is a must win for them. And I think it's honestly a game that they should win because I think they're, they're clearly a better team than Denver.
0: All right. So we both have, we both have the Bengals. So the Falcons and 49ers. This is what I have for this one. George Kittle is the best tight end in the league, and if the 49ers get into the playoffs, they are the last team somebody wants to play.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty loaded question. Um, I think George Kittle right now is playing – if he wasn't injured this year, I think he definitely is unanimously the best tight end in the league. I mean, what he's doing the last couple weeks is – now it's him and Jimmy have just been on another wavelength. It just seems like teams forget that George Kittle is on the field and he just finds himself wide open. Um, I would agree with you. I would move the chains on the second part of that question. But I just don't think the Niners have played as soundly as they did a couple of years ago. They have the capability of playing that well for long stretches and then just totally give it like they dominated Cincinnati this weekend and then just totally let them come back. They dominated Seattle for a little bit and totally let them come back. Like there's stretches where this team looks unbeatable like they did against the Rams. And then there's stretches where they could lose against Chicago or Detroit or like they've just done it all year.
0: With that being said, I don't think they're going to lose against Atlanta. I think they're going to keep their streak going and they're going to win at home.
1: I hope. I hope they don't lose against Atlanta.
0: That'd be a tough game to lose. All right. Um, I I think they they would. So Rams, Seahawks. So the Rams, we had been talking about them previously as a team who just couldn't win the big games against these tough teams. They go and they beat the Cardinals. So I looked at their schedule, and my statement for this is the Rams finally got the big win that they needed. They got that monkey off their back. And they're going to win out the rest of their games. The rest of their games are Seattle, the Vikings, Baltimore, and then San Francisco.
1: That's tough. I mean, if Baltimore was healthy, I think that that might have been like the hardest stretch. Oh man, because they could easily, I could easily see them having a tough time against Minnesota because Minnesota plays everyone tough. They're obviously going to have a tough time against San Francisco. I think this game. Um, it sort of feels like Seattle's found the rhythm a little bit and they play the Rams so tough every year. I mean, those divisional games, you don't really know which way they're going to go. I don't think they win out. I think they're bound to lose one of the four against four quality teams.
0: All right. I have them winning this weekend and not losing against the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I think they – it's in in Seattle? Uh, No. It's in L.A. I think they win. I think the
0: Rams win. Packers, Ravens. So my statement for this one is Rodgers will make it to the Super Bowl this season with this current iteration of the Packers.
1: Yeah, I think with the chance. I think they are so poised to be – as long as they don't face Tampa Bay – I think it's smooth sailing in. They match up so well against every single team with how well Rogers is playing, how well that defense is playing. Um, just firing on all cylinders is that team. And I think they win yeah. against Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it's tough because the Buccaneers, and I, so yeah, I agree. I think they win against Baltimore, which moves us into the saints Bucks game. And what I was going to say about the Buccaneers is the Buccaneers are following the same sort of trend that they did last year where they, kind of started off well and they kind of dipped it. now it seems like the, their defense has come along and their offense played really really well against Buffalo um, so that should be scary for the rest of the league and that was my statement the Bucks are doing what they did last year and then the, it should scare everybody moving forward because if Tampa Bay we all know that Tampa Bay is going to um, obviously win their division but if we look at the NFC Tampa is 10 and 3 and the Packers are ten and three, so I think it might be a situation where whatever one of those teams gets the number one seed is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl.
1: Well, we saw—I mean, we saw it last year. Home field advantage didn't really play that big of a factor in the Tampa Bay Green Bay game, so I don't know if I can. <laughs> typical,
0: typical. <difficult. laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can put...
0: here. Oh, no, I want to keep that in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to respond funny. to that. I, like, actually...
1: Whatever. I put my kickstand <laughs> too close to the... It was shocking. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could put a lot of stock into the home field advantage. I think Green Bay would love it. I think they would benefit more from it than Tampa Bay would.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I do. I just. I just think this Green Bay team matches up for some reason a little better this year than they did last year against Tampa Bay. They just seem a little more physical, a little tougher, a little more capable of forcing teams to play their brand of football.
0: Yeah, it's. I would. I would like to see. And you know what? It's funny because there are so many different potential. Like Super Bowl storylines. Like, is it going to be the Bucks versus the Patriots? <laughs> like, are we going to see one. Brady and Belichick? Um, are we going to see a rematch with the Bucks and the Chiefs? Um, are we going to get a, a Mahomes Rodgers Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: State Farm Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, there are so many different, maybe interesting storylines depending on what matchup we get. I don't know if we'd get a bad matchup if any of those teams made it. So, Uh,
1: with that being said,
0: I'll take the Buccaneers at home against the Saints. I feel like you're probably on the same boat with that.
1: Yeah. The bucket, if the Bucks lose this game, that'd be 0 and 4 against the Saints in regular season games for Tom Brady. That'd be just (laughs) weird. That doesn't seem right.
0: All right, so and the last one is the Vikings and the Bears. And the one I had for this one was Kirk Cousins will be on a different team next season. Oh, and um, Justin Fields has been the second best rookie quarterback this season.
1: Move the chains on Justin Fields being the second best. I think he definitely has. He's shown glimpses now of using his athleticism. And, he looks so
0: good against uh, Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I think you put him with a competent play caller and you might have something there.
0: Yeah. I know he threw two picks, but I mean, I think you can forgive that as a rookie all that but he was making really good plays.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I like I said I think in the whole, when we talked about the quarterback switching um I think Kirk still is on that roster next year. Um yeah. But I take I'm going to take the Minnesota. Okay. This is a must-win for them.
0: I'm going to take. Um, oh, I I convinced myself that I was going to take the Bears, but I. Oh man! And I think it's because I just watched the. I think it's a recency bias thing for me with watching how well that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to stay with the Vikings. I'll I'll move to the Vikings because I just I I don't want to get sucked into recency bias with the Bears. Um, You
1: don't want to do that. Not that team.
0: So we're at three games, so we're good there. We're at what? Um, Three games. We are at an on So we are good there.
1: Well, there's Saturday Um, games.
0: There are Saturday games. That's
1: actually really cool.
0: So speaking of Saturday games, as we're sort of wrapping up the show, I actually didn't realize that there were Saturday games until like a week or two ago. And my family and I were driving up to Disneyland on Saturday, so I'm going to be giving play-by-play to my dad as we're driving. <laughs> oh, Derek
1: just threw another pick. Oh another pick. man, Apparently, he
0: doesn't throw a lot of
1: interceptions. <laughs> Deshaun just dropped the ball. Oh yeah, uh, first they're dancing
0: on the logo again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a first and fifteen catch for Hunter Renfro. For five yards. Oh, another one on second down. Oh, another Baker, one on third down. Oh. Baker
0: Mayfield cracked another rib. <laughs> still staying in the game.
1: Yeah, that's right, Dad. Cream hunt. You know, you know all over our team.
0: You know who Baker Mayfield is? He's the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, <laughs> <laughs> who gets his arms and legs knocked. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound, dude. I. He is the Black Knight from Lonnie
1: Python and Holy
0: Grail, Yeah. It like, totally, just has to be.
1: Completely incapable of winning a duel. But still so, with the confidence to talk.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Alright. Have a wonderful week and we will see you all next week.